0: Hi folks, and welcome to Toonhounds, your fortnightly foray into all things animated. I'm one of your hosts, Rich Masters, and with me as always is my co-host, Spiffsy. Boo! Hello. Hello. How are you? Uh, yeah, I'm alright. Did you enjoy the... Uh, it's Halloween! It's well, Halloween! It's Halloween. But in, in real sense, because we're recording like a couple of weeks
1: early. Yeah, it's, um, it's half-a-ween here.
0: Yeah, it's half-ween. It's yeah. literally Saturday the 15th. Yeah. Uh, uh, did you enjoy the uh, Conservative Party self-destructing again yesterday? Because I so sure did. I did,
1: yeah. Uh, four of them they've had in four months.
0: Yep. <laughs> That's really funny. Yep. I mean, it's it's making the country's economy tank. Yeah, uh, yeah, but, yeah, but it's it funny. If it takes the Conservatives yeah. with it forever, I will be mucho happy with that. <laughs> that will be worth the price I have to pay. It's a Halloween um, miracle. It is. <laughs> Half-a-ween miracle. <laughs> <laughs> which is ironic considering we've got half a prime minister.
1: Yeah, that's true. yeah. And yeah.
0: half a ween. And she's got half a brain. <laughs> yeah. So, anyway, uh this week's episode, we are talking about Halloween themed stuff, but specifically, yeah, we're talking about uh Do Doo.
1: Scooby Doo Doo Doo.
0: Yep. Um Spoozie, do you want to tell people about... I'm not giving you a choice. Tell people about Scooby-Doo.
1: <laughs> uh, I didn't do any research. <laughs> uh, no, uh, no S- I didn't either. Scooby-Doo is um, a dog uh, from the mm-hmm. 60s, and he hangs mm-hmm. out with his friends, uh, Daphne, Fred, Velma, and Shaggy. And they What's solve Shaggy's name? Norbert. Norbert. Norbert Norville Rogers. There you go. Uh, they, uh, they solve mysteries uh, that, of they the supernatural do. kind. And I
0: think, like, so I, I never really enjoyed Scooby-Doo as a kid. Oh, I did. Uh, I love Scooby. So I, en- I enjoyed the concept. Yeah. But, yeah. like, I always thought the episodes fell a little flat because they were a bit too formulaic. Which oh, I think yeah, sexy, they definitely are. They?
1: Yeah. I mean, it's Hanna-Barbera. Everything they do is yeah. formulaic.
0: But um, I think I've liked the concept more as I've grown up. Yes. Um I wish they would do something slightly different with it. However, these two episodes that we... Well, movies Mm -hmm. that we have picked do try and do something different with it. One succeeds fantastically, and the <laughs> yes. other is a wet <laughs> fart of a production. It's so bad, I genuinely think it's probably one of the worst things we've picked for it over could be for Toonhounds.
1: Uh, I, um, I put on Twitter that this is the only movie we've watched for Toonhounds where I actively felt embarrassed for the people involved in its production.
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> which is odd because there are lots and lots of really redeeming qualities about it. Mm. But generally, it's such a bad story yeah it is it's just boring it's incredibly (laughs) boring yeah i i Um, I felt
1: nothing for it after watching it was just it was a thing that happened
0: yeah i would struggle to muster the energy i struggled at the end to muster the energy to turn it off (laughs) i was so exhausted from how banal it was um right so we're gonna talk we're gonna talk about the good one first aren't we yeah the
1: good one first yeah yeah
0: Good. I watched that with my son this morning. Oh right. Really? Uh, watched it a second time because I think I, I watched it uh, two nights ago, but I think I fell asleep during the middle of it and then okay. woke up. Yeah. So I couldn't really remember how it was all connected. So uh, I watched it with my son this morning, and he was, uh, let's just say, he was quiet for an hour and seventeen minutes. So that <laughs> is the that is the Evan seal of approval.
1: Um, oh good. So what we're we talking about, Spiv? Uh, we're talking about the 2022 Scooby-Doo direct-to-video movie, Trick or Treat, Scooby-Doo, mm. which came out like a week ago. Like it's a brand yeah. new one. This is maybe the yeah. newest thing we've watched on the show. Yeah. And it's got um, it's got a
0: lot of conservatives uh, getting their pants in a twist. Yep, because it confirms that Velma is a well. I don't know. We don't know enough
1: about the situation, but she I- is. I believe, Either
0: bisexual or a pansexual or a lesbian. Um, I believe
1: I just... the intention is that she's a lesbian, because right, okay. uh, James Gunn wrote her as lesbian in the Scooby-Doo live-action movies, but yep. wasn't allowed to go too far into it because of produced, yep. <laughs> you know, people in charge of things. Yeah, uh, and she does have a sort of girlfriend in Scooby-Doo Mystery Inc. Mm-hmm. And then I think at that point they were kind of writing her as bisexual. But now the people who made that show said, no, she's a lesbian. She was always intended to be a lesbian in their show. So I think that, yeah. they're retconning any bisexuality out of it at this point. Yeah, because in some interpretations,
0: um, she and Shaggy are together, aren't they? in Mystery Which doesn't make any sense yeah. to me.
1: Yeah, um, and it doesn't last between them. <laughs> no. Right, probably because she's a lesbian. Yeah, yeah. Um,
0: yeah. I, Who was your favourite character, Uh Oh, Fred, watched it as a kid.
1: Fred. Interesting. Fred's hilarious. <laughs> when they let Fred be funny, he's really funny.
0: Yeah. He's really funny in this as well.
1: Yeah. He's
0: really funny. What I think I like most about this, before we get into the story, is that everyone has purpose, mm-hmm. and everyone has a little bit of a story arc. Yes. Um, yeah. Which is which, nice. That's
1: one of the many things in this, in Trick or Treat Scooby-Doo, which has in common with Scoop. Mm-hmm. but this one does better, are the characters' uh, roles within the group and yeah. how it affects their you know, standing within society as a whole. <laughs> like, Yeah. Yeah, like,
0: there's um, a lot like, of um, subtle kind of nods to, you know, women not being respected in leadership roles. Yeah, and, yeah. you know, like, uh, you know, the attitude towards lesbianism. Not yeah, and a,
1: strong, like, it's a lot of this movie is about Velma just being herself. In mm. the company of other people, like not, not trying, not trying to be something that she's not. Which yeah, it's good. It's um,
0: it's got great soundtrack as well.
1: Oh god, it was fantastic when uh, uh what's it started playing when in the in the library where they're running around.
0: Oh, uh, Ballroom Blitz. Yeah, Ballroom Blitz. starts playing. It was that such was a great good version yeah. as well. <laughs> it's so great. It's one by um, Sweet, isn't it? That version. I can't remember um but it's great it's really it was good absolutely yeah. fantastic and in, um never really put together uh Scooby Doo running around the uh, this this sort of like mystery gang running around yeah.
1: and ballroom blitz but It yeah, really so works good. well together but uh, should we um, get not talk about what the plot of the plot of yeah. the movie is so uh it's the Scooby gang are in Nepal taking down like a ghost cat which is attacking people at a ski resort Mm-hmm. And it's immediate, like, you jump jumping straight into the action, yeah, and we go it's... to the to- top of a mountain, and Scooby and Shaggy are tobogganing down a mountain while being chased by the ghost. Yeah, it's a hot open. It's straight away. And Velma, uh, Daphne, and Fred are building, like, a little plan to try to capture the ghost, <laughs> where <laughs> Velma builds a laser, like a giant laser, which Daphne... Uh, bounces off of a compact mirror and <laughs> I thought it was going to be like oh they're going to cause an avalanche and just capture the cat yeah. but yeah. They're, they're bouncing the laser beam so that the cat will chase it so that they can yeah. get it into the right position to then catch it with
0: an with avalanche funny. it's very funny it's very um, good it's it's a good sum up of all their characters as well because they yeah. have, they all have a little good intro, don't they? Like, yeah, yeah, Where yeah. their Fred's intro coming off the uh, driving the mystery machine in yeah. is just really good,
1: <laughs> and they capture the uh, the person who is it's trying to scare people away from the ski mm-hmm. resort, and it's one of those regular you know Scooby Doo villain tropes where she owns the ski resort but wants to sell it so he's trying to scare people away but while she's yeah. telling the story about it they just wander off and don't listen to her he's <laughs> <You laughs> just hear her in the background still talking about the meddling kids
0: where and, are those
1: meddling kids <laughs> and they find out that the, the cat costume that the criminal is wearing shares similarities with all of the other costumes that their other villains have worn in the past and they do like Bye. a sort of little montage of the previous villains that they face like the the prospector and the the knight, uh, the, the, knight the astronaut the uh, evil yeah. clown yeah. and they figure out that they've all been made by the same person so they it's go really and confront good. Them. it's a really it's good f- premise
0: because it uses the original animation as well which yeah. is really yeah. clever um and then when they come out of the screen the actual file like the personnel file on them mm. is is with the new animation yeah it's really clever it's really it's seamless
1: it's yeah, so they head off to confront the <laughs> to confront Coco Diablo, who is a <laughs> costume designer who has built everything that the the villains of Scooby Doo have worn over yeah. the, over the not like, the forty years that they've been fighting crime, and like a very um, generic looking animated man, like the mm-hmm. a, a Scooby Doo background character, basically. Goes to Coco Diablo to talk about trying to get a costume. To I think it's to stop people from being at a highway. He wants to like,
0: yeah, he's doing the old um, Judge Doom uh, plot of trying to um, uh, scare people off of the land because he knows there's a highway coming through. Yeah, and he wants to sell the land. Yeah,
1: and Coco Diablo offers him a costume, which is like a a road worker, which is covered in electricity, and she calls it the 10,000 volt ghost, Mm -hmm. which is a very Scooby-Doo name for something. Yeah. It's really good. And then she talks about the meddling kids that she is always ruining her plans and all this. Mm-hmm. And then the generic looking man who wants to buy the, buy the costume takes his mask off and it's Shaggy and Scooby underneath him. <laughs> which is really it's... funny because he's not taller than usual. It's just <laughs> Scooby just happens to be underneath him. Yeah. And they capture it's... Coco Diablo, the mastermind behind all of their criminals.
0: Yeah, it. That is a, a great bit. She's got such a good lair where, like, the yeah. hat, head comes down. It's almost like a shrunken head, <laughs> yeah, it's um, but a giant one. Um, and her... I like that whole evil villainess. I do um, as well.
1: Co- uh, costume designer. Yeah, and I loved the animation on Coco. Like, mm-hmm. she's so, the animation in this in this movie is so expressive. Yeah, like it's all movement all the time. It's brilliant.
0: It's really, really good. And this it's, is the um,
1: f- this is the first time that Velma sees Coco Diablo, and yes. <laughs> her glasses immediately fog up.
0: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's really clever. And that pays off later on again, doesn't it? When yeah, she she
1: uh she, her, they melt off of her. face. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, but but now because they've caught Coco Diablo, the criminals that they you know do do all of their jobs capturing. They don't exist anymore. They've got yeah. no cases for anything. They've, they're bored. Yeah. There's nothing for them to do. And they have like a little... Uh, like the opening music, music scene is the intro to Scooby-Doo Where Are You? But with the lyrics changed to be about them having nothing to do and that there's nothing yeah. frightening them. Which I thought was really cool.
0: It's funny. like Scooby-Doo
1: Blues or something like The song is called. <laughs> I really liked that, yeah.
0: It was really clever. Um... Uh, yeah, and makes total sense. And the montage of them doing the things like unclogging drains and finding a <laughs> yeah. sock yeah. and stuff like that. Like, finding a sock see... which
1: the guy finds by himself. He does. Like, they didn't it's even just, need to they, be there.
0: They're just cleaning up his room, essentially. <laughs> yeah. um, it was just really clever as well because you could see Fred's mental state start to deteriorate yeah. as well. Yeah,
1: and when they were at the, um... the guy who's doing tax fraud... Yes, <laughs> he's trying to come up with as many like excuses for it to be about like a team of ghost pirates or something, so that he's yeah. got something to do. And the sheriff, the the, the Callsville cool, sheriff, he's just sat there playing solitaire because he's got nothing to do either.
0: Yeah, it was really good. It was it, that that whole mo- opening montage because this is like the the story goes for about ten minutes before mm. the opening credits. Yeah, yeah. Um, which is quite bold for a kids. Program, but yeah. I suppose at least the the montage during the uh, opening credits is so interesting and so funny. Yeah, um, I, that
1: it just I, makes sense. I quite like that. Um, for for like a, a movie based on a TV show, a lot mm. of times when they do these like straight to video kind of movies, it doesn't feel like it. Just it's justified being a movie. Yeah, but I felt like it did in this one because the stakes were high enough. Because it was about think, like. Their entire organisation, if it's going to exist or not, it's exactly, yeah, it's enough for them to make an hour and 17 minute movie out of.
0: Yeah, I think, um, there was an element of them growing up as yeah. well, yeah. which is, um, again, that this and Scoob, the, mm. the the car crash movie that I will yeah. talk about later, um, have a lot of stuff in common.
1: They do, yeah, um, they're very similar,
0: it's part of the stories, but the, yeah, but, um. This I thought was um, fully justified being a movie because the it felt like it was the end of one story and the start yeah. of another. Yeah, like yeah, a transitional definitely. thing. Because um, if you can't do something new, why make it a film anyway?
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Because that's I mean, there's like 900 Scooby Doo movies at this point. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know if I mean I haven't seen all of them, obviously, because there's so many of them. But I don't. I don't know if they've done anything like this before, like as much of a reference to the early stuff as well. Yeah, I know that they I did think... They did a movie about 13 Ghosts of Scooby-Doo. They did like a yeah. finale of it last year. The okay. Vincent Prize cartoon.
0: Yep, 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 yep. I think
1: that's the only other time I'm aware of where they've kind of referenced their own material this heavily and made something right. out of it. Because this so, one I... is... It's like a love letter to the sixties series. Yes, yeah, it definitely
0: is. Um I've got I've got some stats. I can tell you exactly how many direct to video movies there were. Okay, cool. There's been fourteen animated series, thirteen television adaptations <laughs> and thirty nine
1: direct to video movies. Wow. You know, this uh this will bring me quite nicely into I've got a Scooby Doo quiz for you. Oh, okay. <laughs> Let's see if you can do this. I've <laughs> oh, got the okay. names of ten Scooby-Doo movies, and I want you to tell me which ones are real and which ones I've made up. Oh, my God. Okay, <laughs> okay. Go on go okay. On. number one. Scooby-Doo in Where's My Mummy? Uh, I think that sounds
0: like one, but that's possibly a fake-out.
1: It's real. <laughs> oh! <laughs> That could be
0: recent because I think I've seen. That, it's not recent. But no, it's, it's like 2004. Oh, I mean, that's still, that's still recent for an old man. <laughs> yeah.
1: Okay. Number two Attack of the Weird Allosaurus. That's a fake. That's real. Oh, for God's sake. <laughs> <laughs> that's an episode of Scooby Doo and Guess Who where they team up with Weird Al. What? <laughs> yep, that's real. <laughs>
0: All right, okay, sure. Okay,
1: number three. Scooby-Doo meets Ric Flair. No, that's a fake. <laughs> yeah, I made that one up, yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> if it was Hulk Hogan, probably. Yeah. But Ric Flair is too uh, too niche.
1: Okay, number four. Scooby-Doo and WWE, Curse of the Speed Demon. Oh, that's got to be real. That's real. Yes, that is one of several (laughs) Scooby-Doo and WWE movies.
0: That was too out there to be anything
1: other than real. (laughs) Okay, number five. Scooby-Doo and the Freaky Fisherman.
0: (laughs) The Freaky Fisherman. Um, I'm going to say that's a fake out. That's not real. Yeah, I made that one up. Number six.
1: Scooby-Doo and Kiss Rock and Roll Mystery. Oh, wait a minute.
0: I I seem to think I've seen this one, but I'm slightly <laughs> getting confused with the fact that Kiss did a um they did a Christmas special. They did, they? yeah. Yeah, they did. Where they save
1: Christmas. Yeah. Kiss Saves Christmas.
0: I think that's real. I think I've seen the VHS
1: box art for that one. That one is real. Excellent. <laughs> Number 7. Scooby Doo in Run Doo MC, guest starring Jam Master J.
0: Scooby Doo and Run DMC.
1: No. No, that one's not real. Yeah, I made that one up. There is a, a Scooby Doo Guess Who where they do team up with DMC in one of the episodes. <laughs> um, if it was Snoop. Yes. I would have assumed it was right. <laughs> it was a real one. And I don't think here it, there is. Okay, number eight. Daphne and Velma.
0: Vidana. Hmm. I'm going to say they haven't done one. They've done Velma. There was the HBO Max show, wasn't there? I'm going to say no. That one is real.
1: Oh, <laughs> it's a live, it live action, action? movie <laughs> about when Daphne and Velma first met at high school. Ah. Oh. Okay. Last two. Number nine. Scooby Doo Casino Frights.
0: Uh, Casino Fright. I know there's a Camp
1: Scare. <laughs> no. No, I made that one up, yeah. <laughs> That's good. That sounds good. That's it sounds like, like a real one. That yeah. sounds really good, yeah. And the last one, Fred Rogers, The Untold Story. I mean, you can't have done the
0: Daphne and Velma one and this one be right, so I'm going to say no. No, I made that one up, yeah.
1: <laughs> it only exists in my mind. Yeah. There's a do, lot of them. There's a lot of them. You didn't do too bad. <laughs> no, no. Um, my
0: favourite is um, Sword and the Scoob. Sword and the Scoob's a good one. Yeah, I remember seeing that um, on the <laughs> shelf um, in like the supermarket and being like, "Oh my god, that is such a stupid idea." <laughs> but they've done um, Brave and the Bold crossover as well, haven't they? They have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Quite
1: a few times. They they cross over with Batman all the time. And the WWE. Yeah, for some reason. (laughs) One of the WWE movies has John Cena punching a boulder and it exploding.
0: Oh, that's got to be a reference to Resident Evil 5, right? (laughs) I think
1: so. Or a reference to (laughs) Yu-Gi-Oh. Yeah, maybe. Because one of them does that. I can't remember what the guy's name is. He punches a rock on the island where (laughs) the Millennium guy is. Anyway, we'll do Yu-Gi-Oh's for another time. (laughs)
0: Yes, that'll be a one that I will definitely enjoy. I've definitely seen Yu-Gi-Oh, but because... who hasn't? <laughs>
1: <laughs> back so, to the story. Back to the story. After that little diversion, uh, because I've got nothing to do. They Fred has the idea that they're going to go to a fair to try and drum up some business. It's so such a great have, idea. Have a booth, yeah. Because why have they never had advertisement before? Yeah, it's such a good idea. Yeah, and everybody's taking the piss out of him and saying that it's a yeah. stupid idea. <laughs> oh, that really annoyed me. Yeah. <laughs> it was like this is a really good grown-up idea. Yeah,
0: and he says like we can have a guest book and they can leave their. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, it's a good but they idea. They don't go for
1: it. They don't go yeah. for it. At, at the fair, um, Scooby and Shaggy go bobbing for apples while we're, like <laughs> inhaling entire apples. <laughs> Which, I love <laughs> the animation on this bit. We just the apples are just like disappearing down their throats, so they're going to choke. Yeah, and the 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 uh, bobbing pit—I don't know what to call it—cauldron, cauldron, bucket starts bubbling with green magical liquid, and mm. a ghost appears and says, "We're here for you." And yeah. Scooby and Shaggy scream and run away. And Scooby and Shaggy at this point are very excited about Halloween this evening, <laughs> and they want to go trick or treating despite them being like twenty-five years old. And they don't want to tell the other members of Mystery that there is a ghost chasing them because then they'd have to solve a mystery and they don't want to have to go through that. They'd rather just go Mm trick-or-treating. But then the ghost appears and blows up the mystery machine. (laughs) Well, well, the ghost appears and chases them and they run to the mystery machine and they blow it up and Fred just immediately says, to like, well, we're not going in there and then runs the other way. Like, Mm. he's concerned about the mystery machine being blown up, but... Not as concerned about his own safety, I would say. No, definitely not. <laughs> yeah, so they run away. And now they've got to try to figure out who it is who's in a costume. Because, you know, mm-hmm. ghosts aren't real, so it's can't yes. be real ghosts. Well, they've got to find out who it is who's made the costume. But there's only one person who is capable of making a costume like this, which is Coco Diablo, who has been mm-hmm. in prison for a year. Yep. Yeah. So they go to the Coalsville Penitentiary, which in a brilliant visual gag is right next door to Coalsville Elementary School. <laughs>
0: yeah, they do the whole kid skip into like a really jovial uh, tune <laughs> and then the kid skips in front of the prison and the tune changes to a really uh,
1: downbeat version. It's very clever. Oh, it's really good. I love those little like. There's a lot of very cartoony jokes in this, like with yes. sound effects and stuff. But they use the Hanna-Barbera sound effect library a lot in these movies. It, there
0: was a lot of Hanna-Barbera blinking. The yeah. Ding, ding, ding. yeah. It reminded me a lot of some of the really good jokes from the Mickey the new Mickey Mouse show Yeah, on yeah. Disney. Um, It was very modern twist on 60s
1: jokes. Mm. Yeah, there were some um, parts where I thought they could have gone a bit further with the joke mm. than they did. Like yeah. when they're in the library and they're being chased. Yeah. Uh, they're, when they're on the um the book cart and they knock into that kid mm-hmm. who's trying to do his homework, and he, he like <laughs> smash he smashes through the ceiling of the library and lands in a tree. I thought it would have been so much funnier if he smashed through the ceiling of the library and kept going, like if oh, he just so- disappeared into the distance. So what I thought would have been really good
0: is because the kid doesn't want to do his homework in the library. Yeah. And then he gets knocked into the tree and says, oh, great. Now I don't have to do my homework. It would have been great if the books had have landed next
1: to him in a pile. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like in his hands. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and he made like a. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 <laughs> See, we should be making these movies. I know.
0: I know.
1: Uh, at the, the Caulfield Penitentiary, they meet the warden who is the Scooby Gang's biggest fan, which I love this character. There, there are quite funny. a few introduced characters in this movie that are just absolutely fantastic, and the Warden's one of them, where, <laughs> I mean, it's kind of torturing the criminals <laughs> in, yeah. in there. I mean, all they that did well, was scare like a, people away. That's like a big clue. That's yeah, like a yeah, big is, yeah. clue about,
0: like, the ending.
1: <laughs> yeah. Where he... um. Pretends that he's going to release all of the criminals, but he's put like electrified force fields on mm-hmm. all of the cells, so they just get electrocuted and thrown back. And they go to see um, Coco, Keep he called? Coco Chanel, Coco mm-hmm. Diablo, who is in like a sort of Hannibal Lecter's kind of cell, like with <laughs> like a perspex glass at the front, and there's like yeah. a yellow line that they're not allowed to go past. And they want to uh, break her out. Well, not break her out of prison, get her out of prison so they can assist in capturing who the uh, the ghost is. Yeah. yeah, like as a criminal consultant. Yeah, like a criminal consultant, yeah. Like like Hannibal Lecter in the yeah. uh, hit TV show Hannibal. Mm-hmm. Because she has said that there is no way that the costume that this guy is wearing is one of hers. Mm-hmm.
0: So yeah, she's she slightly them. insulted because yeah, of the... Uh, the implication that it could have been one of hers. It's, yeah, because it's, it's she terrible. doesn't
1: like the designs. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so they, she joins them and Velma is very uh, awkward enamored. around her. Yeah, she's very enamored, really enamored and awkward. Enamored and awkward. She's very childish about
0: it. And is that where she has the conversation with um, Daphne about uh, her, what no, she that's, should do as a I think that's strategy? Af- I think this is after this point. Is it, or is it after the library? I don't know. I don't remember. But we'll say... No, the, I, I think it is It's when they're going to the
1: mystery machine for the first time. After yes. it's been blown yeah. up. Yeah. 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 Uh, she, yeah, Vilma says to Daphne that she's crushing hard and doesn't know what yeah. to do. Which um, I was so glad that they they didn't try to hide it behind anything. Like, I yeah. thought I was really worried they were going to be like, oh, but it could be that. Which, you know, she could just be, you know... D- like how she makes costumes or something, but no, they yeah. straight up say she's got a crush on her, which, yeah, uh, yeah I'm glad they did that. It could have yeah, been a lot worse, too. yeah. It was, it was,
0: uh, it wasn't, you know, like I'm not saying this, uh, because of the status of this relationship, but mm. it wasn't gratuitous in terms of showing a loving relationship, which sometimes cartoons are b- a bit guilty of, like, yeah, they're yeah. instantly in love and stuff like that. She was. Sexually attracted to this woman, and yeah. she said that she was attracted to this woman, and that is how far it went, and it was really great. Yeah, I um, enjoyed that. Yeah, it's, yeah it, it was, was a good way of doing it. it they could yeah. have
1: done it. They could have handled that really, really badly, but I'm they, didn't
0: they didn't hide it, and they didn't yeah. go too schmaltzy. So yeah. they kept it as a sort of crush, uh, yeah. like There's a the real, it, sort really. of like the start of a potential relationship. Like an attraction, and that was that's the absolutely the best way to do it. Yeah, because it felt far more, um, far
1: more natural. Yeah, and I like that. Um, there's a point where Daphne says like, I, I, "I never knew that somebody like that was your type," and she means them being a, a master criminal rather than yeah. being a woman. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah.
0: um, she clearly uh, knows that. That I, th- I feel like it's unspoken between the yeah. the gang that they all know she's a lesbian yeah yeah because
1: of course it would be they've been friends since kids so yeah they would know yeah
0: yeah
1: <laughs> so they uh they head off to the library to try to do some research well they, no they go to the um they go back to the fair don't they to uh find the guest book to oh, find yes. some clues and they yes, find the it's guest got book a name in it where somebody's written Nefario in the guest in the guest book. So or then they go always to do, there. Oh No. No, no, it wasn't. <laughs> no. <laughs> that's that's when they go to the library to do research. Yes. And they find that book and they do that thing. I love when they do this in Scooby Doo stuff where they do the uh, picture of them huddled around the book in the opening credits film. Yeah. Scooby-Doo, where are you? Which they also do in Scoob, but in a really shitty... Yeah. <laughs> a much shittier way. And they they find a book, which was the life and crimes of something Nefario. I can't remember what his name was. But yeah, Nefario 100%. was a... Uh, like, just a bad dude from the, uh, from the 1800s. Yeah. Who bears a striking resemblance to Fred. Yeah. And yes. his friends... Who bear striking resemblances to the rest of the Scooby Gang? Who have their personas and characterisations, in an evil sort of way. Yes, um, so like, I
0: quite liked that they did this yeah. because I would never have got
1: that that ghost was supposed to be Fred. No, I didn't either. You didn't no. think like him. No. <laughs> I th- I wonder if they did that on purpose, like yes. sort of because when you know that it's meant to be him, you can see the resemblance. Like it mm-hmm. does come out more. But you wouldn't have been able to know. Him but you wouldn't have known,
0: really. No, when you see all five of them together, you are like, "Oh, I
1: do." Yeah, it. yeah, and you can tell that they're doing their own voices as well. Yeah, because very uh, clever. Apparently, uh, Matthew Lillard is not very good at doing g- a subversion of Shaggy's voice. I don't like him. I don't as think it, Shaggy. I don't think it's as good as Casey Kasem's voice was. Well, I thought Will Fort did a great job as Shaggy in Scoop. Yeah, he. I think most of the time he does. Sometimes yeah. his Will Fort voice comes out though, and it's yeah, really yeah, obvious that it's him.
0: He um he isn't as natural with yeah. voice changes as someone like um who's the guy who played Red Skull in the latest film. Oh, I can't remember his name. Marvel. But the, the um, same guy Josh who played Ultron. Ross Ross Marquand. Yeah. Um. So yeah, he's really great at switching. Um, Will yeah, Forte's yeah. voice sometimes comes through, um, but you know that it's difficult to do lots of voices. So I yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. emotional change is quite difficult in a in a voice you're doing as well. I mean Frank Welker's brilliant at doing voice. I mean he's been doing that voice so long. Yeah, yeah. He's um, he's uh, I don't know how he keeps his voice so youthful sounding. Yeah, no, he's like it's, in his seventies so now, isn't he? Yeah, and it's so Fred. It's yeah, so it is. Good. Yeah. yeah it's just synonymous
1: and it's interesting that his fred voice has like developed over the years yeah so it's now definitely it's definitely gotten softer yeah it's like he found the voice over a certain amount of time mm-hmm. like if you listen to the old scooby doo episodes fred is a lot more like brusque in the way he talks yeah like he's much more of a, like a leadership quality type of voice and mm-hmm. i think over time they've Change the characterization and persona of Fred that he's not really that anymore. No, he's
0: kind of like the linchpin of the group, but he is mm. a doofus. Yeah, yeah, which uh, that's why I like Fred so doofus. much because yeah. he
1: is a doof. <laughs> yeah, whereas
0: uh, Daphne is clearly the leadership material, yeah, um, yeah. and has
1: always been so in the show. Mm. I think that's a that's quite a um, uh. I won't say recent development, because, you know, they've been mm. doing these movies for like 30 years. Did but you... more of a development from the original series. Because yeah. definitely in the first series, her role was damsel in distress and that was it. Yeah. She didn't really do anything else. She was Fred's girlfriend. Yeah. And I don't even think she was Fred's time. girlfriend. No, I don't think she was. But <laughs> no. there,
0: were, there was clearly like some sort of yeah they push the, towards that.
1: Yeah, I think Daphne came more into her own when they did the uh, Scooby and Shaggy. Series, where it was just think, stu- Scooby Shaggy and Daphne.
0: I think the live-action film helped it as well because yeah, having the, the are, character yeah. played by someone as important at the, uh, to cultural pop culture uh, references at the time as Sarah Michelle Gellar yeah. made her slightly more. Uh, it, I don't, I don't want to say palatable, but like made them layer her a little bit differently, yeah, yeah. rather than just being you know the pretty girl on the team, <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: I really like them; those live-action movies. Yeah, I they're do, really I think fun. They're great. Yeah,
0: they <laughs> they were the pinnacle of a lot of those bad sort of like the Flintstones stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, because I, I never liked the John Goodman Flintstones. I thought it was pretty. That
1: maranic. was my favorite movie when I was like four years old.
0: But it's not good, is it?
1: It's not good now. No.
0: Was it like one of the last films Rick Moranis was in as well?
1: I think it might have been. Yeah, I think the last movie that Rick
0: Moranis was in was Bully. I've got I I've got a bit of admiration for Rick Moranis. He made mm. his
1: money and then he decided, nah, I don't want to do it anymore. Yeah, he he quit to uh, look after his kids after his wife yeah. died, and then he just thought, you know, I don't really miss acting. So yeah,
0: I yeah, I think I got you've got to admire someone who can who oh, knows yeah. when it's yeah. time
1: to walk away. Yeah, um, yeah. So the library. Yeah, they're in the library and they would like doing. the... We just realized we're at forty minutes already. Jeez. <laughs> how did that happen? yeah they're at the library and they're researching these these um, where the ghosts has come from, and they find out that many a year ago they did a sort of satanic ritual to mm-hmm. give them give themselves the immortality, the five villains yeah and their job as ghosts as like immortal spirits is to keep the scales balanced between good and evil. Yes. So whenever there's too much good, evil has to come back to rebalance the scales. And because the Scooby Gang has gotten rid of Coco Diablo, mm. there's too much evil. There's too much good in the world now. Yeah. So the ghosts have appeared to get rid of the Scooby Gang, which Fred is
0: both horrified at and
1: pleased yeah. that there's <laughs> <Yeah>. evil back. <laughs> and he does that face where he's like. Frowning, but the corners of his lips are just slightly <laughs> <laughs> moving up. So many to good slide. faces in this movie. Yeah, it's really well animated. Yeah. It's like
0: it's a really great um, way to keep the animation looking like it did in the 60s, but updated so that it just yes. is smoother. Yeah. It's just been given a polish essentially, it has, is what yeah. it looks like, yeah. and it's great.
1: And uh, they uh, they get a they escape from the library. Hmm. and I can't remember if this happened before or after but I think it must be after because that's when they get the new Mystery Machine. The Coco Diablo says that she knows the person who must have made this costume because he's yes. obsessed with top hats and <laughs> tails and vampires and, and, and they go stuff. to meet the best character in the movie yeah. Trevor Gloom yeah, who yeah,
0: Trevor Gloom uh, who is, is a goth <laughs> just, he's just so uh, rank average as a person <laughs>
1: I love Trevor Gloom. He's great though, yeah. So they go to confront Trevor Gloom, who owns his own uh, Trevor Gloom Emporium where he sells clothes. Yeah. And he tells them that he can't have been the one in the costume chasing them because he was busy at work. (laughs) And they they watch the security footage to see if he's telling the truth. And he sat motionless behind the counter for about six hours. (laughs) Crying. (laughs) Crying. (laughs) And they have that Fred saying, say, like, so good. Oh, when they pause it, and Fred says, enhance, enhance more. And they zoom in on his cheek, and a single tear <laughs> falls down. <laughs> it's really clever. Uh, this is when we get another fantastic montage to another song. I can't remember what the song was for this one.
0: I can't. It was really good, though. It was
1: really good, though. It's like a yeah, sort of um, joy division sort of song. Yeah. That they're listening to, where Trevor Gloom is helping them to uh, refurbish the mystery machine. And he keeps putting bats on everything. Every time um, Fred catches his own reflection in the surface. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) He puts (laughs) a little bat on on a mirror. And (laughs) the reveal of the new mystery machine is so funny. Because it's not alluded to at any point during the montage, where it looks (laughs) like they're just building a regular mystery machine. Then it zooms out, and they've built like a like a dragula like, it mystery looks machine,
0: like it? um the uh wacky races um oh yeah the cruise incisors car, the the yeah. car. Yeah.
1: that's what it reminded me of oh it's so good and they um they drive off to the uh to coco diablo's oh wait, at this point coco diablo is left and she's like run off yeah. to the um she's gone missing yeah she's gone missing uh, they go to her uh like, HQ her base where she's building mm. all of her stuff and they're chased by the ghosts again while they're there, yeah. and it's all like the things that we saw at the beginning of the movie about how like her clothes are fire resistant and things like that, and she's got like a a, a moat filled with man eating crocodiles, crocodiles, and yeah, things like this. And it's you know the, you it's a callback to everything that happened at the start of the movie, like yeah. the conveyor belts and everything, which is I I very much like it when things do that, where we go back and see. See things that we've seen before, but in a new light. Yeah. It's fun. Yeah, it I like that. It's very good. And they think that they've found Coco inside her giant head. No, has Coco come back at this point?
0: No, no. What it... Uh, no. Remind yeah, me. Yeah, you're, you're missing a slight bit. They... Um, don't they... Get rid of the robots, and then Coco admits to the crime, but she's clearly being oh, yes. Um, yes. coerced because um, when she vanishes in um, oh, the Gloom Emporium, yeah, her probation bracelet has yeah, breaks, her like tracking yeah. bracelet is broken, um, and they wonder how she could have got it off, yeah. Um, but they clearly don't believe her confession. Oh yeah, cuz she's which confessing the they're,
1: nice. they're all going hmm. hmm.
0: I think that's quite good because it would have been easy to to fall into the cliche of yeah. believing her um and having a sort of like some sort of argument between Velma and everyone else. They don't mm. do that. It's so yeah, forced yeah. and they actually quite like her um yeah. and realize that
1: there's no way that this is true and I really <laughs> yeah. liked that. I quite like that um, there's not really a redemption arc for Coco no she's just how she always is yeah she just yeah. W- just happened to be a person who made costumes for criminals
0: well I mean to be fair she hasn't has, is, is that a crime Yeah, she never really commits any crimes. I suppose the only thing is if you know the intent of something to... So if, you you know, I know you are going to commit a crime and Mm. I make a death ray for you... Yeah, then you would be an accomplice. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Um, So I suppose she's an accomplice to all those attempted crimes, which is probably why she's, you know, not in prison for a long, long time. Yeah, but if you think about it,
1: are any of the criminals in Scooby-Doo really criminals?
0: No, mm. I mean,
1: they're just real estate developers. They don't harm anyone. They just scare people away from their property. I suppose they're, they're fraudsters, aren't they? In a way, They're attempted yeah. fraudsters. Um,
0: <laughs> yeah, so then then they go looking all together. For, yes. The, because the cat is missing. Yeah, her pet cat cat's missing. missing. Her pet cat. Um, Hernandez? Is that? I don't know. I don't think oh, it was I Hernandez. It, I can't remember Euripides. the Euripides.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it was something like that. Um, it's make up a name. Cat is cat. Uh, is missing, and they go to find it. And uh, Scooby Doo does his bloodhound thing, mm-hmm. and uh, they find they find the cat uh, is inside the uh, the head that she, uh, Coco was using as like a yeah. her office, and the cat is inside. <laughs> and we find out who the real villain behind the entire thing is, and it's the warden from Causeville Penitentiary with a spray to... bottle. <laughs> with a spray bottle. <laughs> <laughs> who has orchestrated the entire
0: thing in order to make the make Mystery Inc. get back to their former glory? Yeah, <laughs> which is
1: such a good uh, villainous. Yeah, and sort of really. modus operandi. And as they point out in the movie, he hasn't committed any crimes. No, no he hasn't he done hasn't. anything wrong. No, because well, nobody was hurt. Property damage.
0: Property damage, Yeah. I mean, he will get six months minimum, yeah. maximum for that.
1: Um, yeah. In double maximum.
0: Yeah, he did um, forcibly break someone's probation. He did, yeah. So yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, this is not a true crime podcast, as you may be aware.
1: <laughs> uh, Could be. That would be quite a funny podcast if somebody did like a true crime. Thing true crime, Scooby Doo. We've uh,
0: trademarked that
1: in case yep. we ever want to. It's ours to use now, it, so you can't use it. Sorry, <laughs> patent <and> pending. <laughs> Uh, and they've confronted the the warden who has like the, this little device which controls all of these cells at the, the Cornsville penitentiary, and he mm-hmm. accidentally presses the button which turns off all of the force fields for the criminals and they can't turn them back on and they turn, turn them back on then then he drops the machine and it immediately smashes.
0: He cries on it and it becomes slick in his hands, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which I thought was really funny.
1: <laughs> so all of the criminals have gotten out these hardened criminals who all they want to do is steal candy from children on Halloween. Yeah. Literally the most devious thing that a villain can do. Which uh, Scooby and Shaggy aren't happy about this. So Mm. Coco gives them the costumes from all of the villains that they fought in the original Scooby-Doo Where Are You series. Yeah. So Velma is dressed up as the the diving ghost. Uh, uh, Shaggy gets to be a a clown. Uh, Fred is a knight. And Vel- no, Velma Daphne. is the Velma is the diving ghost and Daphne yeah. is the astronaut ghost. Yeah, robot, astronaut, spaceman, ghost. Yeah. <laughs> that really Her, she looks existence. great. Yeah, it was really good. Yeah, it was
0: really good. And yeah. then um, Scooby's the
1: cat from Katmandu. Yes, yeah. And uh, they go to uh, take out all the villains. And, and do it quite funny. easily. They do it quite easily. <laughs> yeah, it's very quick.
0: This is the last last bit of the last act.
1: Yeah. Um, so they capture the criminals, and we get the scene where the, the police have like tied them all up with, with a rope. They've and tied just... them all 50 of them. They could easily <laughs> <Yeah>. get out. They think it's all tied together with a rope. And they do that like run, th- like, slide across of all yeah. of the villains. And, and they're this- all th- old Scooby-Doo villains. Yeah, all every of single them. one of them. I really like that. That's quite a nice little uh, nod to the yeah. to the rest of the series. Yeah. And it pays t- a respect to the franchise. Yeah, that Another yeah. one doesn't. And Coco Diablo shows up dressed as the 10,000-volt ghost and electrocutes mm. all of the villains. Yes. <laughs> to get them to give all of their candy to Shaggy and Scoob. But they're not allowed to keep the candy because it's stolen property. But then yes. Trevor Gloom shows up and says that he was just walking around the streets and people kept thinking he was in a costume because he's a god. <laughs> and everybody was giving him candy. And um, the final best joke in the movie is Shaggy tells Trevor Gloom that underneath that dark and gloomy exterior, there's a real cool dude underneath. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And Trevor says, do you really think so? And he takes all of his goth clothes off and he's a surfer dude. He's a surfer dude. <laughs>
0: yeah. um, the other bit at the end that I really like is Daphne saying to Fred awkwardly that she thinks that she should be leader because yeah. they've, you know, yeah. she she's come up with all the ideas. And Fred's like, you were always leader. Like, <laughs> yeah. you've always I just, been the leader. I just drive the car. <laughs> <laughs> it was just so... Like, there was so little ego in it. It was just yeah. such a nice um, sort of conversation between the two of them. It was really good. You get Yeah, because the classic...
1: there, is, there is a sort of like a through line of the movie of Daphne not really knowing what her role within the team is.
0: Yeah, but she comes up with yeah. all the ideas throughout yeah. the film. Um, and then you get the classic Velma where's my glasses joke when her glasses <laughs> melt off her face because uh, Coco... Does Coco kiss her? Uh, t- uh, she calls her cute. Ah, yeah. Yeah. I thought they hadn't done a kiss. No. I thought that no. would have been a step too far for yeah. the concerned mothers of America. Um, <laughs> but, the CMA. Yeah. Um but it was such a great film. It was so good.
1: I really um, enjoyed it, yeah. I thought it was, was gonna really be fun. A bit of a, huh? It was really fun. It was, yeah. I thought it was gonna be a bit of mid, like a sort of like a six out of ten, but I I really uh, enjoyed it. It kept I think my it was attention can... throughout. It's the best director video uh,
0: Scooby Doo film I've ever seen. I've seen uh, a few of I, them. Yeah, I haven't. Seen yeah, I, haven't
1: I don't think I've seen enough to like rank them. No, like, I've, seen... I've seen
0: about five or six, maybe. Yeah,
1: I saw them when they were coming out, like when yeah. they used to show them on Cartoon Network when I was a kid. Mm. But I think, but the you probably last can't one... tell them
0: apart either yeah. in your head now.
1: The last one I saw before I like got too old to be watching them, mm-hmm. I think, was the one in Mexico with the aliens. There's, like, um, Ow, Martians. Yeah,
0: I, I remember seeing the box art for that one as well. Yeah, I think that's the
1: last one I saw before I okay. didn't see any more.
0: Yeah, it was um, it was solid. The music was great. It was, yes. Oh, it was so good. Uh, I did check. It was sque- uh, the version by Squeeze.
1: Oh, good. Squeeze? Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, um, yeah it was just inspired choices of music. Uh, the... Voice cast were really good. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the story was great and it went somewhere. It didn't do that typical Scooby Doo thing of hanging around with the same thread of the story for too long.
1: Yeah, yeah. Enough um, happens during it.
0: Yeah, it like it moved on to the next bit and it moved on to the next bit. It was a proper mystery um, and with it, an it investigation.
1: Was a, it was a genuinely good twist at the end.
0: Yeah, I thought like, so. Yeah. Because it double-double blu- bluffs you, because you think yeah. it's um, the Goth, and then the Goth points out that it must be Coco, and then they go to Coco's lair and the ghosts are there, and then Coco is proven to be being manipulated as well. Yeah, um, it's really good. It's really good. Uh, yeah, Frank Wilk was a genius, he's just so good. Yeah. Um, the voice cast is really good. The only weakness I would say is probably I don't really love Matthew Lillard as Shaggy. Yeah. If he's no, a really, really good live-action Shaggy. Yeah, but I think
1: voice acting is totally different. It is. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's doing it. He's been doing it for a while now. Yeah, I think he's been the official voice since like 2015. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. but we can get onto more about the voice acting in Scoop and I... my opinions on it. <laughs>
0: I uh, would give Trick or Treat um, five handfuls of candy out of six.
1: I am going to give it 37 director video Scooby-Doo movies out of 39. Oh.
0: It was great. It was really good. I would really definitely yeah, watch yeah, it, it. it again. It's not one yeah. of those because I'm a bit middling on i like the concept of scooby-doo more than the execution a lot of the time and i think mm. this was good enough to send me back to watch it, it yeah was good yeah I really i'm glad
1: it, it was good because i paid the rental for it I paid oh, i'm glad it was good
0: because yeah. we both watched scoob first thinking scoob was going to be good yeah and it wasn't and <laughs> more on that when we come back from our break <laughs> bye see you in a minute
2: Soaking wet and lost out in a storm, we went inside a spooky yeah. house hoping to get warm. <laughs> a dusty clock said half past six. We knew <laughs> that it was wrong. <laughs> when we set the hands at <laughs> twelve, the clock began to bark <laughs> It's a funky phantom. The spirit of 1776, even at your
1: service. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> we found a friend, friend. Funky Phantom. You'll pop by him just when you need him most. And Boo will too, and you can't do without him. The cat and the Funky Phantom ghost. It's Funky Phantom time!
0: And we're back. We're talking about Halloween Scooby Doo specials. Although I don't know if this one was a Halloween special, but it's, it's not Halloween really Halloween themed. at all, really, was it? Uh, well, it was it scary. Even... Scary
1: how bad it was. It, yeah,
0: it was scary and how bad it was. <laughs> so I'm going to talk about the things I liked about this first because it is a very very small list. Okay. Um, I thought some of the voice acting was absolutely perfect. Uh, I Which really ones? liked Will Fort as uh, Scoob. Mark Wahlberg sounds like uh, Ryan Reynolds. Do you I think- thought it was Ryan Reynolds uh, until I d- went on IMDb. I thought Jason Isaacs was great as Dick Dastardly. Yes, you yeah. heard that right. I'll give him Dick that. Dastardly. Yeah. Um, and I thought Amanda Seyfried was great as Daphne. Yes, uh, yeah, I'll give
1: you. I'll give you those ones.
0: That oh, and Frank Welker was good as Scoop. Yeah, um, sure. yeah. that's probably where it ends <laughs> yeah. everyone else was a bit off Zach Efron was
1: weird Gina Rodriguez was a bit weird I mean uh, the, the good thing is that the none of the cast other than Shaggy and Scooby have any lines so it's hard yeah. to remember if they were good or not or anything to do Yeah, there are so many it.
0: characters oh um, Tracy Jordan's good
1: yeah but not as Captain Caveman
0: no, Tra- no, it's not <laughs> Tracy Jordan either, is it? That's his character on Thirty One. Yeah, Roll. yeah, I know you Tracy meant Tracy Morgan. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's, so basically, whoever wrote this, uh, who did the screenplay, uh, four guys, four people wrote this film. Four people and, wrote this? Uh, yeah, so four people wrote, I'm not going to call you out because you probably tried your best. Three people wrote the story and four people wrote the screenplay. Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Basically, I don't know if this was some attempt to make some sort of uh, Hanna-Barbera-connected
1: universe. Yes, it 100% was, which makes the movie as a whole a lot sadder as you're watching it, because they did all of this stuff with the intentions of making a franchise, and it just fell flat immediately, and none of their efforts amounted to anything. And all it gave us was a prequel movie to things that are never going to exist. Yeah, it's the most exactly. depressing idea that this creative project is nothing now. It just had no point. So they put all of the, the effort into bringing in all of these characters, essentially ruining a Scooby-Doo movie by making yep. it not about Scooby-Doo with yep. the intention of going further with it. And it's never, ever going to happen. Which is so, sad. <laughs>
0: yeah, it's really sad. It reminds me of The Mummy, the Tom Cruise mummy yeah, film. Yeah, In a way. Oh, when uh,
1: Russell Crowe shows up at the end as yep. Dr. Jekyll. He's, uh, yeah. doc-
0: well, halfway through. Yeah. Um, and he's at the end, and they talk about some of the other monsters and stuff like that, and then none of that ever happened. Yep. So this film is a Scooby-Doo film for about five minutes. Yeah. When they're kids... Um, Essentially, the plot is that um, Shaggy is a young, lonely, bullied boy who befriends mm-hmm. a talking dog. Who um, talks who he constantly,
1: knows...
0: never Scooby shuts Do- up. Yeah. <laughs> he, he is... We all know that Scooby-Doo can talk, mm. but it's almost like he limits it to witty
1: one-liners. Yeah, I comments. always got the intention that Scooby-Doo... Can't really talk, but his owners are so close to him that they can understand what he's saying.
0: Yeah, yeah, but, but Scooby Doo is a talking character in this.
1: Yeah, he never shuts up. Like he has full yeah. lines of dialogue. It's it doesn't make any sense, and it's so grating to hear him yeah. talk for longer long periods of time. Yeah,
0: and he doesn't act anything like Scooby Doo. No, that's one of the things that really bugs me about this film. So they um. They meet up. Uh, you have one of the only two funny jokes in the <laughs> entire film, where yep. uh, Scooby has stolen a uh, kebab meat skewer yeah. thing, like the big a, like...
1: a gyro, isn't it?
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and is wonder like using it as a little like ball that he's. Uh, yeah, he's uh, like a, a Donkey Kong barrel rolling on. Yeah, it. exactly. Yeah. Barrel rolling down the street with it. And then uh, the policeman catches up with him when Scooby, uh, Scooby has made friends with Shaggy mm-hmm. yeah. and says, Oh, if this is your dog and it's not stray. What's its name? <laughs> yeah. And he says, This is uh, Scoob- the best joke. Scooby <laughs> Dooby Doo. And the policeman says, Oh, well, I can't arrest a dog who has a middle name. Yeah. <laughs> like, That's what? the
1: best joke in the movie.
0: It is the best joke. There it's is the another hi- good one.
1: It's the highlight. This is the best one. And yeah. it happens in the first two minutes. Um, <laughs> yeah. Okay, so at the start of this movie, there is a tendency with current like CGI stuff, like uh, current movies, where they'll do like, yep. a flashback sequence of the ch- of the characters when they were younger. Yes. And make it really difficult to tell what year it's meant to be taking place in, because yep. Shaggy has got like an iPhone and he's listening to podcasts. Yep. Which, I mean, I know we're old men now, and people did have podcasts 10 years ago. But but it just—it it seems so right. anachronistic.
0: It does. It also
1: feels weird
0: that the character design is exactly the same. Yeah. So it, they've just almost like stretched out his features. It doesn't make yeah. a lot of sense.
1: And his voice is so high pitched. Yeah. He's like, I don't know why they, a They've podcast. got like a six-year-old to voice him. Yeah, definitely.
0: He um, is also listening to a uh, a film, a, a podcast about making friends. Yeah, this it's is like weird, they isn't? hammer home the. Yeah. Loneliness element too much, so the whole f- f- central theme of the um, film is their uh, friendship and how it yes, can, yeah, is yeah. tested.
1: Yeah, but it's so lost in all this other stuff that's going on. So they really, really want people to have an emotional resonance to the characters in this movie and don't earn any of it. No, They just think, and- well, people no- already know who Scooby and Shaggy are, so we don't need to really work on that we'll just make it so oh are they friends or you know put some tests on their relationship and people will find it emotionally relevant but we don't really need to do any work for it i also hate that cliche
0: in shows where um the test is that people weren't honest with each other
1: yeah I've. Really so if you
0: don't it. want someone to go off and do something maybe don't say that you don't want to do it yeah um so that you don't want them to do it don't just sulk and yeah, then be mad and, at them
1: because then you're oh, the villain. God, the the big the, the test of friendship in this is that at the start of the movie, when Sh- Shaggy gives Scooby his collar, Scooby says, "I'll never take this off again." <laughs> Which oh is my a god, we've got to say do anyway. on the show. Oh no, yeah, yeah, he's had to go now. He's had to leave. <laughs> oh, okay, All right, he's got enough. a mystery to solve. <laughs> Which is, it's such a stupid idea because, of course, he's going to take the collar off. How's so, he going to take a bath? My, my wife
0: does not sleep or shower or bathe in her wedding ring and engagement ring just in case something happens. It doesn't. Well, I can't, I don't take mine off mainly because like it's just uncomfortable to keep taking it off and putting it back on. Oh, okay. Um, And because you've got that green
1: mark underneath the ring as well.
0: (laughs) But it also is just a plain band, so it doesn't really affect me, whereas my wife's, Engagement ring is obviously, obviously quite bulky. (laughs) Like you know, it snags on things and stuff like that. But if you
1: had to wear a collar more often than you do now, uh huh, you would take it off (laughs) more often than I do now. (laughs) Like
0: my S and (laughs) M background,
1: yeah, yeah. You take it off 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 to do other things, wouldn't you? I wouldn't wear a tie in bed. No, no, exactly. Yeah, but that's like the big test of friendship. Is that Scooby takes his collar off and Shaggy is like. Horribly offended by this but So it's a how... weird ownership thing, isn't it? Yeah, like, yeah. It, it, it doesn't come across quite as well as they think it does. No, and like, why would Shaggy be that concerned about the collar? But the collar doesn't even represent anything in a real no. way, no, it's apart so from ownership,
0: yeah, it doesn't make any sort of sense. So, um, yeah, so in the first five minutes of the film, you get this ridiculous how they meet. And then they get bullied on a Halloween on Halloween night oh it does have a Halloween theme oh yeah, um, yeah. Uh, and bullies throw their candy that they've collected into a haunted what they think is a haunted house mm-hmm. and then Fred Daphne, and Velma who are all young and all doing yeah. uh halloween as well trick-or-treating as well they all join forces to get the candy ca- accidentally capture a thief disguised as a ghost and yep. then they start forming mystery Inc. cut and to 10 years later oh, and on, thi-
1: this this uh opening scene where we see them as children yep. is uh one of the many occasions in this movie where warner brothers says you know all of those franchises that we own here's a reference mm. to them but yep. we're not just going to show you the reference we're going to lampshade the reference we're going to tell you everything about the reference that you're absolutely 100% sure that you've understood what it is we're talking about because Daphne is dressed as Wonder Woman which could have just been a cute visual gag that she's dressed as Wonder Woman but Shaggy has to point out that she's dressed as Wonder Woman yeah and there has to be a shoehorned in Harry Potter reference as well yeah for some reason um I I did like that Velma was dressed as Ruth Bader Ginsburg.
0: I thought that <laughs> was really clever. Um so that is Scoob. That is the movie Scoob, the 5 mm-hmm. minutes. Yep. The rest is just throwing shit at the wall and seeing what will stick. Yeah. So, the rest because- is
1: references to other Hanna-Barbera properties with the hopes that somebody will catch it. I think Oh yeah, I remember that. I remember uh, Mr. Peebles' pet shop. I hope they do a Bagilla M- Gorilla movie after this.
0: None of these references, <laughs>
1: as well, have
0: anything to do with Scooby Doo. No, anything not at all. to do with the franchise of Scooby Doo, and none of the trappings of Scooby Doo are in any way represented apart from the Mystery Machine. Yep in in the film at all. There is no horror element. No, there no is mystery. no mystery. There is no haunted house element. There is no. I assume you could presume that Cerberus is a type of ghost. Yes, uh, so, what's so. Fred, Velma, and Daphne are barely in the movie at all. Yep. Um, so what happens is that there's a ten year time skip, and Mystery <laughs> Inc is talking to its new investor, oh God, Simon Cowell. <laughs> why? And it is why did so they do this? Awful, so dated. So embarrassingly this, cringy.
1: This movie made came me out want to two years ago and it's
0: already dated. Uh, Simon Cow is not relevant in any f- way, shape, or form anymore. It, it like wasn't in 2020. No. It's like putting um, Dr. Phil in your film. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's the equivalent, I think, from an American yes. perspective, even though Simon Cowell is known in America. But like Dr. Phil or the guy who hosted Family Fortunes or whatever it's called over there, uh, Family Feud. Um, oh, uh, uh, yeah, the guy uh, with the moustache. The yeah, I know. You mean, I can't remember what his name is. Yeah, um, I want to say his name is Trevor, but I think it is. No, I can't remember what his name is. Um, so anyway, Simon Cow is the the uh, crux of this problem. He's the the mm. narrative force through this film in that he refuses to do to invest in Mystery Inc. unless Scooby and Shaggy are cut because of their childish behaviour. But um, and he claims is friendship a... is useless.
1: I'd never thought that in like, the crux of pop culturedom, is Simon Cow thought of as an investor?
0: No. When has that ever so? been a thing? It's not like he's in, on Dragons Den. No, it should have been
1: Theopathetus. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so Deborah they Moore, quit. What's the name? Deborah Manning. I can't remember. Deborah Meaden. Deborah Meaden. Yeah, get her on. Oh, anyone who's American, I'm sorry, but you just shout <laughs> a lot for these
0: references. These are really British references. <laughs> um, it's, uh, so, it's Shark Tank in America. Sh- isn't it? it is Shark Tank, isn't yeah. it? Of course. We went dragons. They went shark. Yeah, that's weird, um, isn't it? So the pair quit and they go
1: to a bowling alley. Is the bowling
0: alley a reference to anything?
1: No, but they seem to want you to think that bowling is a big deal for Shaggy and Scooby because it comes uh, back multiple times during the movie.
0: But also it's a really themed... The reason I thought it might have been a reference because I thought the Takamoto bowling alley.
1: Mm, Yeah. What? Yeah, Yeah, it must be somebody's name or something. Because there is a part where they go to Messick Mountain, who was the uh, original voice of Scooby.
0: Uh, maybe, yeah. So maybe
1: it was a reference to like an old voice actor or something.
0: Okay, maybe. Um, so the pins, when they knock them down, become shape shifting robots. That was pretty um, cool, the
1: animation there. Yes. We're doing the shape shifting. You know
0: good. what? I have nothing um, bad to say about the animation. I really yeah. like the character designs, um, except from when they were kids. Mm, I yeah, liked, their heads are too big. <laughs> their heads are too big, but I don't mind that sort of. Um, Bobble-headedness sometimes yeah, when it comes yeah. to cartoons, it wasn't weirdly out of proportion. It was just, um, yeah, it I liked just the character models. Off. I liked the character designs for all the other ones. Mm, I thought maybe um, Dick Dastardly could have worn a hat, but if he yes. didn't, it doesn't matter. Yeah, so I anyway, I
1: didn't really like this, Dick Dastardly's characterisation in this one because I think I think it's just a case of me being more used to the, the proper, more scheming. Uh, yeah. Snidely Whiplash sort of villain. I which do like him this.
0: I do like his reasoning for wanting to go to the underworld. Yeah, I thought that was quite good. Anyway, so um, the robots, the shapeshifting assassin droids, belong to Dick Dastardly. Who want, they want to capture Scooby for some reason. It's not.
1: Mm. Yeah, we don't know at this point.
0: Yeah. But then Scooby and Shaggy are beamed up to a spaceship. That's being yep. driven by Dee Dee Sykes, who is one of the Teen Angels yep. um, from the 70s Captain Caveman and the Teen Angels show. Yeah, which um,
1: isn't referenced other than no, this. No. Um, Captain Caveman's in the name. movie and it's not mentioned.
0: Yeah, it's just her name. Yeah. And if you didn't know that, then you wouldn't know it at all. I Cynically, I think it is just, uh, just because they realised that they had no diversity in this Mm, yeah. uh, production and rightly so wanted to put a black character in, but they didn't give her any character, and she is just there as almost like window dressing. Yeah, um, yeah. it's really cynical. It's really awful. Well, it, it's mm-hmm. Warner Brothers, so of course it is. Um, yeah. <laughs> also on the ship are Dynamite and Blue Falcon. Um,
1: uh, Dynamite was great. I love Dynamite.
0: Was great. Mark, uh, yeah. Ken Young was good. Yeah. as Dynamite, he was. It wasn't noticeable as Ken Young though.
1: I had to uh, do the pause thing on Amazon Prime, you know it tells you yeah. he was in it. I had to do that I, to find I out. I actually who it
0: was. don't think um, Mark Wahlberg was bad as a voice actor. I think the character of Blue Falcon was terrible.
1: Yeah, Brian Falcon. <laughs>
0: yeah. He was he was uh he was really cowardly, he always spoke over people, he was just a bit generally misogynistic and a bit sort yeah. of like toxic yeah. masculinity. Um so they tell Scooby and Shaggy that Dick Dastardly wants to get three Cerberus's three skulls yes in order
1: to break into the underworld and you're yeah, like which, what none of them are like concerned about the fact that Cerberus exists and that the yeah. underworld is a real thing no well previously in the movie they'll talk about the fact that none of the ghosts that they fight were real ghosts real
0: yeah um it's really weird i will also say the, I found the music in this film to be really good. And I looked mm. up who'd uh, done the score, and it's Tom Holkenberg, the guy who... You know, Junkie XL, who did the Mad Max Fury Road soundtrack. Oh, really? Yeah. That's quite good, then. So um, he is fantastic. I mean, uh, uh, Junkie XL is such a great... He also did the um, Zack Schneider Justice League um, soundtrack with, mm. um, what's his face, Hans Zimmer... And that soundtrack, regardless of what you think about the film, that soundtrack is fantastic. It's so good. Um, So, yeah. uh, Meanwhile, uh, the other members of Mystery Inc. discovered somehow... (laughs) They're basically doing nothing. um, ...that Dastardly is after Scooby and Shaggy, head off to investigate. They become imprisoned in Dastardly's airship, escape with one of the Rotten's help. Um, and then what do they do they Um, find out that oh they find out that they need Scooby to unlock the gates of the
1: underworld because he's the
0: last remaining descendant of Alexander the Great's dog
1: yeah and they find this out very 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 easily yes they basically just google who is Scooby Doo related to and it comes up with Alexander the Great's dog it's weird. They go to Messick Mountain
0: yeah. uh, where the, the skull that Dastardly is looking for and they encounter Captain Caveman. Yep. Uh, voiced by Tracy Morgan, uh, uh, who does a relatively good job even though he sounds nothing like Captain Caveman. No, it's, it's and not a Captain him.
1: Caveman that is, there has ever been. It's a completely uh, new character.
0: Yeah. Before they fight him, Scooby has the choice of For some reason, becoming a superhero or staying with Shaggy. is. I didn't get that.
1: Why can't they do both?
0: I don't understand.
1: It didn't make Um, any sense.
0: And that's when you have the... Scooby gives up the collar in order to have the suit made for him. Um, And you end
1: up with this... Yeah. Nonsense. And Shaggy is a massive whiny baby for the the, the half hour of the movie. Yeah.
0: Even though... uh, He's probably the most interesting character in the production, which is good for for being Shaggy because I find mm. Shaggy's probably the character in the Mystery Inc. that I don't care about as much because I think uh, he's a bit really? one note. Yeah, um, yeah. They, uh, th- yeah. So essentially, Dastardly tricks Shaggy into taking him to Scooby and the Skull, captures both of them, and flies to Athens. Mm-hmm. Um, they release cerberus uh then they all have to fight cerberus trapping him and then shaggy for some reason has to sacrifice himself yeah, I didn't to stay understand in this. the underworld and, and, <coughs> and then he he's has released... to sacrifice
1: himself <coughs> <coughs> and none of the other characters seem to care no. that shaggy is going to go to hell for all eternity Yep. Yeah. they don't uh, give a shit
0: <laughs> but then also the the he's trapped in hell for about five minutes before they figure out a way to get him back out again. So why bother doing it? Yeah, why bother? Um, yeah. And the the only good thing about the film that I kind of like from a story perspective is that the whole reason want, uh, Dastidly wanted to get into the underworld is because he'd already been to the underworld mm-hmm. and Mutley had got trapped in there. Yeah, he wanted I to save that his was dog. I thought yeah. that was quite cute. Yeah. But it's done really badly. Yes, um, yeah. Then he's, they captured dastardly. He's unmasked, and he's Simon Cowell underneath. Yeah. And I was like, they're not going to let this stick. They're going to do the double unmasking. And they did the double unmasking. Yeah. And
1: the Falcon... And then they, they force... have to reference the double unmasking. Yes. They can't just yes. let it happen. They have to tell you what the joke was.
0: Yes. They... Uh, the Falcon and... Uh, oh, what's he called? Um, oh, my God. Dynamite take... Yep dastardly and Muttley. i don't know why they're taking Muttley into custody I think he, hasn't so done take, anything. he hasn't done anything he's been dead yes. um <laughs> and then mystery inc go home to miami um unveil their new headquarters and then uh someone says oh shaggy i thought you were organizing a dj and yeah. then i want to die inside and then uh blue falcon <laughs> comes down from the sky with some decks and he they dubs. give them an updated mystery machine and it sucks
1: balls yeah. the uh, the biggest surprise of this entire movie is that Blue Falcon doesn't floss at any point so this must have been like been in production during time where that wasn't a thing which uh, makes you think it must have been in production for a long time
0: oh it's so bad it's it, like um it is
1: disappointing a...
0: It, yeah, it's not even bad, it's just so meh. Yeah. Um Oh. Uh Takamoto. The Takamoto bowling alley is named after Iwo Takamoto, the original designer of Scooby Doo.
1: Oh well there you go. go. <coughs> Newt was something. There you go. Um It's just boring. It is. It's a very boring movie. It's Yeah. It's too many references to Hanna Barbera things that are never gonna go anywhere. Yeah. Yeah, like it wasn't a Scooby Doo movie. It was a please let us make a Hanna Barbera cinematic universe movie. Yeah, and then the sequel to Scoob got cancelled when, when uh, David Zaslav has done all that bullshit with the animation studios at Warner Brothers. So That's the animation definitely anima- never going to happen.
0: The animation I was absolutely fine with. Um, yeah, 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 Like I said, I think like it was quite dynamic. It didn't fit the Scooby Doo style. Um, I don't know why they tried to force. Uh, dastardly and Muttley, blue falcon dino Mart, teen angels and captain caveman all into no. one yeah like it was a it was a snaggle tooth away from being
1: fast. Yeah. yeah um <laughs> um a contentious thing to say on an animation podcast mm-hmm. this movie would have been 10 times better if it was live action
0: oh yeah absolutely It's just a mess. It's a mess. It's like the first draft. Um, It's. Do you know what it is? It's Joss Whedon's uh, Justice League in a cartoon. Yeah. It's so convoluted. It's so messy. It's got
1: virtually zero redeeming qualities and it's just boring. They were. They were sort of like coasting on the idea that of people knowing who the mystery ink gang are and what their yeah. personalities are so that we would feel some kind of pathos to what is happening to them. Yeah, But that doesn't really work if you change the personalities of the characters. It, um, I know it had a uh, problematic release because it was during
0: COVID, wasn't it? Yeah, so it was. Yeah. It I think out, it was meant so... to have
1: a cinematic release, but it ended up being released on HBO Max.
0: Yes, so we don't ever know how much it really made, but it was yeah. released at cinema afterwards, and on a budget of ninety million dollars, it made a return twenty eight point five. She's so, not very good. No, so she... and it was cancelled. The sequel was cancelled. Yes, yeah. right,
1: Biffy said so. Um, Everything has been cancelled at Warner well, Brothers. Yeah,
0: and Cartoon Network shut. Yeah, yeah. It's well, a it's bad it's, day for animation. It's
1: basically, been shuttered now, hasn't it? Because they they're like merging with Warner Brothers Animation Studios. Mm. But Cartoon Network Studios as it is known no longer exists, which is yeah. really depressing.
0: That's really sad. Um because especially when you've got people like Netflix treating their animators and their voice actors mm, so yeah disappointingly. Um Yeah, it's Scoob is not great. Um It's one way of putting it, yeah. <laughs> it's it's I would say, genuinely it's probably
1: the worst thing we've watched for Toonhounds because I Yeah, there know was the that... anticipation of it. That it's like the other bad stuff we've watched, we didn't have the feeling, oh, this might actually be quite good. Oh, also, but the other bad stuff we've watched, we
0: found genuinely entertaining. Yeah, it was it's funny because they were bad, yeah. This is not like, you know, we talk about Gravedale High, but yeah. watching that character do that rap was really funny and it just made us want to die for a different reason. (laughs) This is just so vanilla mayonnaise nonsense. Mm. It just doesn't have any sort of impact. I watched it and I was just like, this is... Because we were talking about it. We were talking about it with Poppy. Mm -hmm. um, And we were saying just like, it's just bad. It's...
1: the worst thing you can be in a movie is boring. Boring, yeah. I would have walked and this out. this is think. a boring movie.
0: I would have walked out if I had of you know watched this at the cinema. I don't think I would have. But if I hadn't no, paid tip yeah. money to see it, I think I would have just left. Yeah, I'm um, glad it was
1: on Prime and I didn't have to <laughs> not rent it or anything. Yeah,
0: I I uh, sailed the high seas to uh, <laughs> to watch this because I don't have Amazon Prime anymore because it's ridiculously expensive for some reason. Now. Yeah,
1: I know. Yeah.
0: Um, but yeah, it's uh, it was really disappointing.
1: It really, um, really was.
0: Uh, so the the really sad thing as well is that Paul Dini, Batman the Animated Series, Paul Dini, mm-hmm. was going to be writing and producing the sequel. Oh, really? Yeah, quite good then. It had no, half the production budget, uh, which means it would have been terrible as well, though. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah. They have completely Warner Brothers' uh, discovery have cancelled its release, want to refocus on theatrical films rather than creating projects for streaming. So why they partnered with HBO Max in the first place, I have no idea. I think that they have a very clear agenda at Warner Brothers. I think they're an awful, awful company that want to quash every uh, project by a person of colour, any project that might promote Mm -hmm. any alternative way of thinking in kids. Um I think they are scum. I think they <laughs> they're need a to... shitty companies. Yeah, they they're awful. The way they treated Ray Fisher during uh, the Justice League productions and stuff like that. Yep. Um I mean, just yeah. look
1: at the sorts of people who are enamored with the Justice League movie. Yes. What kinds I mean, of people they are online.
0: I I am a uh vocal, I wouldn't say I think the the Zack Snyder recut of that film is much much better than the Joss Whedon one. It's way too long. Yep. Um, yeah. it too is, and it motion. is a watchable film. Yeah, if it was, if there wasn't so much <laughs> okay. slow motion, it would be two and a half hours rather than four yeah. hours. Um, but I don't necessarily have to see any more of that universe. There are no, a load yeah. of, I don't
1: give a shit really. Like, yeah, you know, misogynist,
0: I mean, racist, dickheads who want to see that universe back, and they are the sort of people who want. To get lots
1: of DC properties out there, yeah. it's just a shame because like, I love DC. I mean, I'm uh, going to watch Black Adam when it's available on whatever it becomes available on because I don't think pro- it's the sort of thing I'd want to go to the cinema to see. No, I don't. I want
0: mainly I just want to see the JSA.
1: Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh,
0: but yeah, I don't, I don't. I'm not interested in the Captain Marvel sequel. Um, I'll you know, if they continue the Robin Robert Pattinson. Um, Batman stories I'll watch mm-hmm. them because I thought the first yeah. one was great but yeah it's I'm coming to the end of my interest I think in this uh, even a die hard comic fan mm, the I, lack of
1: interest in the, in the sub-genre of superhero yeah. movie yeah. I mean obviously I'd be into them I'll
0: be, I'll yeah into I'd them. still watch oh, them yeah. but yeah. Yeah, I'm not and I'm definitely going to go and see Black Panther two. Oh, definitely. But I, yeah, yeah. I don't think I have the same expectation, which is probably good because I think yeah, yeah. you yeah. enjoy films much better if you have no expectations. Yeah.
1: Um, my My only expectation with superhero movies now is I hope I see a new character. Which, I mean, if it's getting people to go to the cinemas and watch it, it's good for them. Yeah. But I'm not going to see these movies thinking this is going to be a you know the highlight of my year this is going to be cinematic brilliance or anything i just want to go and see a cameo <laughs> we, yeah you know, yeah that's fair enough really isn't it
0: i think I've, i'm probably going to enjoy the tv series a lot more than some of the films mm-hmm. um yeah but there's, there's no saving dc uh no. in fact the only the only saving grace for dc was their animated uh universe which was always good and even the the slightly but more boring ones sometimes yeah. enhance the comic material that they were based on, um, and, and and now the video there's games. No... and the video games, yeah. yeah, and who knows if they're happening? Some of them, yeah, uh, after the ones that are currently in production,
1: yeah. Um, um, well, uh, Gotham Knights comes out in like a month, doesn't it? Mm,
0: yeah, is that in November.
1: So, yeah. yeah, yeah, and then um, Kill the Justice League is next year, so be yeah. not first quarter, but. I've seen, like, one trailer of that with, like, gameplay, which was yeah. in, like, July. La- yeah. So yeah. We'll, see, we'll see if it comes out in the first quarter. Yeah, I don't know. I haven't got my fingers crossed for that one.
0: No. I don't know if that will happen.
1: Yeah. <sighs> but it's, that is uh,
0: Scoob. Yeah, Scoob was just... I'm glad this iteration died, if mm-hmm. I'm honest. I, yeah. I don't want to see the Hannibal Buera Avengers.
1: No, I, I don't, don't even know what they would have done. It's like a cinematic universe. The
0: characters but don't. Where
1: where do you go from there? What's next, Top Cat? Well, probably yeah. There's um so many like little references in this in Scoop of different Hanna Barbera properties, hmm. which could have been quite cute if they hadn't lingered on them for so long. If they had done it like Jellystone. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Passing glances, uh, little side
1: characters, uh, yeah, like, things like um, that there's we completely skipped over the scene at the fairground in scoop the scene at the fairground be more specific uh where they go to the fairground to fight dick acidly <laughs> and um it's where they find out that Blue Falcon is uh doesn't want to be blue falcon and it's about him. oh
0: yeah Yeah, completely skipped over that whole thing
1: but it's just so boring yeah because there's a scene in that where they go to into like a building inside the fairground where there's all posters for things up and there's one for the hex girls which was from scooby and the witch's ghost Mm. and which could have been a fun little reference but they stay on that image for about five minutes during the rest of the scene as if to say see See, can you see the reference? See, we're, we're talking about the Hex Girls, and it's got something about yeah. the Impossibles underneath. Remember the Impossibles? Look, here's a picture of one of the characters from the Impossibles. Look, here's a picture of Frankenstein. It's like, <laughs> just stop. Stop being so needy about people recognising what you're talking about.
0: I I don't understand why. If this is a film des- designed by committee. This is like yeah, uh, is everyone had an idea. Yeah,
1: it's, it's a film designed by the studio executives who have put Uh money into it yeah it's
0: uh yeah and it's it's this sort of stuff that well i mean the mummy was shit anyway but um the mummy is just one of those films as well completely designed by committee like Mm. tickle the boxes it's why like as a director i don't know why you'd want to get involved with the uh, marvel cinematic universe because Mm. like you can't do anything if you like um oh what's his name uh, the guy who was originally... The guy who directed Spaced. Oh, um, Edgar Wright. Edgar Wright. Yeah, when he Wright. did Ant-Man. Yeah. When he did Ant-Man. He definitely... Him and um, the other comedian who writes with him, who I can no, never remember his name. Um, oh, um,
1: uh, Adam Cornish. Adam and Joe. Joe Cornish, that's it. Joe Cornish, yeah. Um, Adam... It's the other one. I can't remember yeah. what the other guy's name is. Yeah. Um, They
0: wanted to do something different and they were basically... In the same way that the original director of Solo wanted to do something a bit different. Yeah, with were... um
1: the Lord and Miller were doing solo. Yeah.
0: Um and they were run out of the project because they
1: didn't want to kowtow to the sort yeah. of like the, the but, studios um, in Ant Man In, in Ant Man in you can hundred percent tell what it was, what scene it was that oh, yeah. made him leave, which is when he goes to the Avengers compound to fight yeah. Falcon. Because yeah, it's that, so out of place. That scene has nothing to do with the rest of the movie. It's no. pointless. Um, it's
0: it's it's shoehorned in, but also you can still see the influence of Edgar Wright. Like you can see the yeah. Thomas the Tank Engine fight and the the looping stories and yeah, the, and um
1: him uh telling the telling what my uh, girlfriend's you know, little dad said. Thing. Yeah, 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 exactly. yeah that part.
0: Uh, uh, And the bit in the bath and going through the floorboards to the party yeah. underneath. That's also Edgar Wright. And then you realise that like the rest of it is just. Uh, uh, we talked about Scoob very, very quickly, but there genuinely is no volume to it. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. 90 minutes long, but it feels twice as long as the other production,
1: the trick yeah. or okay. I I um, got bored at one point and started like scrubbing through the timeline to see what was going to happen later mm. on. And then I saw that Captain Caveman shows up and I thought, oh, well, if Captain Caveman shows up, I should keep watching it to like get the context for when he shows up. But I could have just skipped ahead, to be honest. It didn't have. really matter. You could have. It's awful.
0: It's such a bad. It's such a bad film. It's just. It's so nothing. It's yeah. like, ah, oh, yeah. It's not even nothing in a sort of like, uh, comfy, cozy way. It's nothing in a just completely doesn't spark any sort of emotion. Yeah,
1: it's forgettable in yeah. all the way through. Yeah. Yeah.
0: It abandons the premise of Scooby-Doo mm-hmm. within yeah. the first five minutes and then you're expected to care about the characters. Yeah. Uh, whereas the really other pr- the trick-or-treat is Scooby-Doo all the way through. Yeah. Um, Velma has like beat.
1: three lines during the entire film.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And uh, uh, yeah. Why why make a film about them? Why even put them in if you don't want to do it? Yeah. I don't think they did want to do it. Yeah. I don't think so either.
1: Stupid movie. (laughs) Yeah,
0: I would give it a genuinely uh, one uh, squeaky door in a haunted
1: house out of ten. I'm not even going to give it a haunted gate.
0: Mm, It's just, yeah, it's just boring. Um, Boring movie. Yeah, it's an affront to my... uh, Do you know, I'm more annoyed that I uh,
1: wasted an hour and a half of my life. (laughs) Um, and now everybody else has wasted an hour and a half of their life listening to us talk about Scoob. Well, they, we
0: talked we talked about the other one for much longer. So we did, yeah, yeah. This is about as dejected as you're ever going to hear me because um, I'm not really <laughs> one for hating things. I don't hate anything.
1: Um, yeah, because I'm a I was just up. disappointed. But, but I mean, yeah. like we said, I was glad that this other one was good because otherwise we would have had to do like a Scooby Doo apology tour and actually uh, watched good episodes of (laughs) Scooby-Doo well I think what
0: would have happened is we would have abandoned one of them and picked another one yeah we would have have had to if we ever have two bad projects it's going to be products it's going to be a bad podcast
1: yeah because it would just be us complaining for the whole two hours rather than just half of Mm -hmm. it yeah (laughs) Um, I haven't got anything more to say I don't
0: want to devote any more of my life force to this film yeah me Um, either yeah, did we get any emails this week? Uh, we did, we got one email. Yeah, we're, we're recording on a different day, so I'm not really surprised that we didn't get emails in time. I'm not saying that we're massively
1: popular or anything, I'm just, you know... <laughs> yeah, our dozens and dozens of fans. <laughs> um, oh, shut up, phone, I don't care about O2 Priority. We have an email here from, it's signed by Smilbiff. She's a great <laughs> name, Smilbiff. Uh, It's titled The Dragon Prince Love the show so keep up the good work I know you love The Dragon Prince I haven't watched any of it It I I recently got back into uh, children's cartoons in inverted commas Mm. by impulsively deciding to watch the She-Ra reboot and I haven't looked back since I liked the She-Ra reboot it was pretty cool
0: I liked both the She-Hulk and the He-Man reboots. Not the Amanda Daybert one, the uh, Kevin Smith one. They're very, very different, yeah. but OCD they are yeah. really good, both of them. Um, I haven't watched the Amanda Daybert one, uh, so I will at some point. But yeah, She-Roll's great.
1: Cool. Um I love The Dragon Prince and I recommend it to everyone. It's by no means a perfect show, but I think that after the shit show that Game of Thrones and the Star Wars movies became, it was nice to see something that was made by competent people with an actual plan.
0: Yeah, it's really great. Yeah. It's um uh it's got one of the some of the best fantasy characters in it. It's really fun. It's it's like Avatar mixed with D&D.
1: Yeah. I should watch it, shouldn't I? Yeah, you'd like it. Yeah. Um I hope you get around to reviewing it. We will for both of you, please don't skip the end credits so you don't miss the line art sketches because they're incredible. I have to take your word for it. Are they incredible?
0: Yeah, they are. They are. Cool. I don't want to spoil it either. Um, <laughs> yeah. it's uh, it's just a really good production all the way around. There's like they gradually peak some lore in and it really gets good really fast. Hmm. Um it starts with really small scales that develop into big scales quite quickly. A scales dragon. Uh, <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's it's really well planned. Like you say, it's really well planned, really well developed. It reminds me of Avatar. a bit. I mean, obviously it does. It's yeah, a lot yeah. of the same animation style and a lot of the same voice actors. Um, it's just really good. It's really mm. good property. Yeah. Um, Yeah, it's fantasy enough, but without going too hard into all the old fantasy cliches.
1: Yeah, I know what you mean,
0: yeah. yeah, It's not Lord of the Rings fantasy, it's just something slightly different. Um, Yeah, I really like it, it's got some really interesting characters in it.
1: Uh, You're getting called out at this point though. (laughs) (laughs) However, Rich, I have to tell you that you forgetting General Amaya's name constantly is annoying as fuck.
0: Yeah, I know, I couldn't remember... (laughs) um it's uh I'm really shit with names uh and i i I always <laughs> joke to my wife that um I have if I spent enough uh of my brain power devoted to actual things that I need to remember rather yeah. than remembering every lyric to a Phil Collins song that I don't want <laughs> to know. Um, that I would probably be a, have enough space to learn a new language or, you know, I mean, ten. I'm, not, I'm not much better, am I?
1: The amount of names I've got during this.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we've both called Daphne Velma and Velma Daphne yeah. uh, about three <laughs> times. Um, I, yeah, as as I get older, I find that as long as I can basically explain what I mean to people, it doesn't matter <laughs> yeah. if I've got any of the details. Like, I, I can't. But she is a great (laughs) character, genuinely one of my favourite characters that's been created in the last, like, 10 years for animation. Um, She's just great. She's just a really good representation of, you know, uh, a a woman character. She's really strong. She's really honest. Um, She's a good representation for disabled people because she's deaf. She signs the whole time. Um, she's really caring. She's just a great character. She's genuinely <laughs> just a phenomenal character. Yeah. She has some really great fight scenes. Really good fight
1: scenes. Um, yeah. Uh, also, the fourth season is not the last with seven total seasons planned.
0: Are they genuinely going to do this? Because I thought it was cancelled. I know you can't answer me, so I don't know why I'm having <laughs> this conversation with you. Um, but I, I thought they originally planned for seven and then sort of abandoned ship on seven because uh, they didn't know if they were going to do it.
1: So I mean, hmm. I've got absolutely no idea. So, <laughs> uh,
0: hmm, interesting. It says uh, the, the more so. you
1: know. Take care, Smilbiff. Thank you,
0: Smilbiff. Um, yeah, I'm glad there's some Dragon Prince fans. Maybe, uh, maybe we should do a season one like Mm -hmm. watch season one and then talk about our favourite bits and episodes and stuff like that because I I really liked when we did What If because that was just sort of like a season retrospective Uh, that was good maybe we should do that so that we're in time when the new season comes out
1: yeah that would be a good idea yeah I mean I don't think it's a secret anymore with this show that I don't finish shows I watched like two episodes or something and then never go back to it yeah so maybe if I'm forced into finishing an entire series because it would be for an episode of this I might actually finish a show
0: and it's good it's genuinely yeah. good I think you'd like it
1: um, I mean I don't finish I don't
0: even finish shows that I like I just forget about them yeah you don't even think... watch shows that are recommended to you I know I know you'll watch Titan season 3 I will all well, the way did, through you took a bullet for both <laughs> of us there though because Titan season 2 was reasonably good and we were both talking about how we were hoping that season 3 was going to be good and then it was yeah, just dog
1: it, shit it really wasn't any good it was quite bad actually uh, I'm. Really oh, Doom looking... Patrol season four comes out soon. I've not watched a single uh,
0: season of that yet. You would just, love Doom Patrol. I'm sure I would. It it will eventually um, go on my uh, list of things to watch. But I've been yeah. watching, been watching She Hulk. I've been watching Downton Abbey, which I've wow. really enjoyed. I know, I know, it's really weird, but my wife was <laughs> like, "Why don't we just try it?" Because Someone told me it was good, and I think like we watch a lot of stuff that is sci fi and we watch a lot mm-hmm. of stuff that is superhero. and Let's maybe watch something that's a bit different for a change, and I yeah. Like, a bit oh, right, low, yeah, low
1: stakes, yeah.
0: Fine, fine. It's you know, I'm not enthusiastic about it in any way, shape, and I actually really enjoy it. Um, well, that's good, you yeah. Took, got yourself out of your comfort zone, exactly. Um, I'm desperate to watch Midnight Club because I'm a big Mike mm-hmm. Flanagan yep.
1: fan. I, um, oh, yeah, meanwhile, am um, nestled very deep inside my comfort zone mm-hmm. I'm uh, re-watching all of the Marvel Cinematic Universe movies Where are you up to? I'm up to Thor The Dark World oh! I'm not looking forward to oh! <laughs>
0: oh. That's my least favourite
1: <laughs> so, But yeah, yeah. I'm going to watch all of them I'm not going to say I don't really like this one I'm just oh. going to watch all of them I want to okay. be like a completionist with it
0: I love that they changed uh, in that they changed fan drill. Was it with, uh, with mm. uh, no one even noticed?
1: Yeah, yeah. Because
0: it's done by the guy who plays um, Billy Batson, isn't it? In yeah, The, Thor yeah. the Dark world. scene um, that Loki's in is fine. Every other scene is shit in that film.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The, the last thing that I saw anybody mention Thor: The Dark World with is uh, you know the stuff with swamp with uh, man thing. I think they said yeah. swamp thing. Then it's a completely different character. Man thing. Uh, Man-Thing is the Nexus of All Realities. That's yep. the whole thing. Uh, the uh, professor guy in Thor The Dark World, played by uh, one of the Skarsgårds, can't remember Stellan. which one. Stellan. Stellan, yeah. yeah. He writes the Nexus of All Realities on a blackboard. And that's the uh, one reference I've seen to Thor The Dark World in the past like 15 years. Yeah, which no is uh, that, saying but... something, considering the movie hasn't been out for that long.
0: Yeah. Uh, I suppose they do reference it, given that they have to go back to the time frame to get the yeah, thing yeah. out of Jane. Um, but they only do that because they have to. They don't want to yeah. remember that that film exists because it is dog shit. <laughs> um, that is my least favourite. I, I know people have a bit of a Jones in for hating Incredible Hulk. I don't get that because I think that film's actually re- res- um, relatively it's,
1: decent. It's not on Disney Plus, so I haven't watched it.
0: Yeah. I I think that film's relatively decent. I think it's got a good story. I think, I think okay. Ed yeah. Norton is pretty good. He's a bit weird, as but he's playing. Um, Bill Bixby Banner, mm. rather yes. than yeah, he's, uh, yeah, he's Mark playing um,
1: he's playing David Banner rather than yeah. Bruce Banner, yeah. yeah.
0: Um, but yeah, I we did them relatively recently, and then realised that once you do Infinity War, mm. uh, is there much point going on with films? Yeah, uh, yeah. I know what you mean? This yeah. phase is an absolute mess. I'm enjoying the TV shows a lot more than the films, apart from maybe yeah. Multiverse of Madness. I really uh, like Multiverse of Madness. And I need to give Shang-Chi a second watch because I didn't really love it on yeah. my first watch. Yeah, I, I like Simu Liu. Uh, I think he's great because um, he's really good in the show that he's in. Oh, my God. I can't even remember what it's called. Oh, no, um, I don't know. I don't know no. what he's in. He's in a comedy show uh, with the guy who plays the rebel pilot in uh, The Mandalorian. That's a, a bleak reference because like, he's in it <laughs> yeah. for like two seconds. Um, <laughs> now I've got no idea. It's about a Korean family who own a store oh, um, in Toronto.
1: Mr. Kim's.
0: Yes, Mr. Kim's convenience store. Well done, yeah, thank you. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I'm also watching Andor, which is a massive slog, and I don't know. I haven't why. watched any of that. I haven't it's seen a single episode. So slow. <laughs> um, and I have nothing. I have nothing against ponderous slow programs, but oh, yeah, it's just. Yeah, it's I a bit. Get on with
1: it. Yeah, <laughs> it is, it is. Especially um, with a Star Trek sort of thing. You want it to be, like, right in there all the time.
0: Yeah, with a sci-fi thing, I want it to be at least a mix of action and slow. I don't want it to be always slow. It's just a bit yeah, too ponderous yeah. for me.
1: Um, yeah, I know what you mean, yeah.
0: Yeah, and I can't think what else I'm watching. Venture Brothers. We're watching Venture Brothers 3. Oh, again, yeah. Which yeah. we haven't... We've barely talked about Venture Brothers on this podcast. Yeah. Um because Rachel had never seen it before. Uh yeah, I like uh, Dr. Girlfriend. She's <laughs> yeah. one of my favourite characters. Um, and I don't agree with lots of people that say she isn't a trans character. I think she definitely is a trans character. Yeah, um, uh, yeah we, what else we got to do? We've got to uh, announce the winner of our Marge Simpson
1: sound alike <laughs> competition. Yeah. He's going to get a badge. The uh, impersonation competition. Yes. Who is the winner? Uh, Who did we decide? I believe we decided on Travis Morphy.
0: Travis, you have a badge heading in your direction. I will say, though, that everyone's entries were really good. Yeah, Um, they were fun. Yeah. uh, we will cover postage costs uh, and get it to you. It's a collector's item, by the way. They're out of stock now. So hold on to it for a few years because it's definitely going to be worth money. Um, (laughs) As someone who collects these badges, believe me, I know what I'm talking about in this regard. (laughs) Because one of the ones I'm missing, uh, the Thor one, is worth about $350 now. And I cannot get it. Um, The Ultron one is on eBay at the moment for about $800. Jeez. Yeah. And it's an enamel pin.
1: Crikey.
0: Yep. And uh, someone had to to have a word with themselves about how much they were spending on enamel pins recently. (laughs) Um, Although uh, the guy opened his shop and sold off a load of old stock and I got about $2,000 worth of badges for about £150. That's not uh, bad. Yeah, Pretty so good. Good. yeah, I was bragging to Poppy about it because I sent Poppy is my sort of like go-between for these badges because I can't get them sent directly <laughs> to me. Um, yeah. So uh, let's talk about next episode. What? Oh yeah, Travis, it, you're going to have to uh, send us uh, <coughs> Um So DM me or Spiffsy and then, uh, or, you know, talk to us on Discord, I guess. Um, yep. And then we'll get it to you. Well done for sounding like Marge Simpson. Uh you can probably stop smoking your sixty cigarettes a day now. Um yeah. Yay. <laughs> Yay. what are we doing next week, Spiv? I haven't got a clue. What it's, are we doing next uh, week? Uh we're doing toddler uh, cartoons for kids, aren't we? Are we? Is it that is, it is that it one that already? I don't know I if it's that so. one already. Is it not that one already? We're, we're doing, doing that... something We're doing that one on the
1: on the on the uh the thirteenth the, the of November. Shit. We're recording that one. Shit, what are we doing? <laughs> we could cut this bit out. Yeah, we'll cut this bit out. <laughs> we'll cut this bit out.
0: Alright, let's. Uh, hold on. Alright, so. Uh, after deciding on the. Competition, we're gonna we've got something else planned next week and we're gonna talk we're not gonna tell you about that because we've forgotten, so we're gonna you know
1: (laughs) we're so professional, we're We're really good at this show.
0: Um and yeah, send us in emails to at Toonhound no Toonhounds at (laughs) gmail.com. You can follow us at, at Toonhounds on Twitter uh, we want to say a big thanks to our good friend Vidizen for the use of his music for our, that's specifically created for our show. Um yeah. He is a legend. You can go and check him out on Twitter at, at underscore Vidizen underscore. So every week I get we'll give a shout out to Vidizen because I do it on Bros before uh, Bef, Bros before yeah BB4P BB4P um, and I use exactly the same wording um, and I always <laughs> tell him I love him. Uh, I mean, we all love him. But go and follow, yeah, go and follow him on vulnerable. Twitter. He's got projects uh, out the wazoo um, that he's as doing they at say. the moment, as they say in 1930s America. Um, Spiv, where can mm-hmm. people get in touch with you?
1: You can find me on Twitter at Spivzy, S P I V Z Y.
0: That was very slow. Did you forget how
1: to spell it? No, I was making sure that everybody heard.
0: Oh, okay. All right, fine. It did sound a bit too slow. (laughs) Uh,
1: What else have we got on? Uh, We both do a Star Trek comedy action adventure podcast uh, called Ponds Theatre on Subspace.
0: New episode out soon. Yeah, we've been been a bit slow. Soon TM, yeah. It's a good one. We did a read-through for another episode. We've got a read-through planned this Sunday, I want to say. I think so.
1: If we want to do the do the read-through. Yeah, we're
0: going to do the read-through. Read-through is fun. We're going to do a read-through. Um, yeah. Why not? Um, yeah, so we've got a new episode coming out soon. We've got another couple in the production line. Mm-hmm. We've still got Drackey Races to do.
1: <laughs> That's a fun one.
0: Um, yeah, you can find me at, at Masters Rich on Twitter. That's my personal one. And then uh, BoldlyProse.com is my fan fiction site. Uh, I do Tapons Theatre on Subspace with Spivity as well. You can find that on at ttos.call if you don't want to do the at Tupon on Subspace if you haven't got a Twitter or something like that. Yeah. And then uh, I also do a uh, prompt-based fiction comedy podcast called Bros Before Prose. You can find that at on Twitter at, at bros, capital B, f- number 4, prose pod. Um, I don't know if it needs to be case-sensitive. Well, I mean, for the purpose of this discussion, it does. It's so okay. I can remember it anyway. It's, um, so it looks
1: good on the toolbar when you've yeah. typed into the address bar.
0: And there, uh, when you're listening to this, there will probably be a new episode of Bros Out. I mean, Monday is a very Rich Masters intensive. It is, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, day for uh, anyone who listens to both these podcasts. So I apologise. It's apologize. rich with rich. It's rich with rich. Um, The last one You
1: could could make another podcast called It's Rich with Rich
0: I don't need another podcast in my life I've got to be honest I have very little time at the moment
1: What about our Scooby-Doo true crime podcast?
0: (laughs) Um, This latest episode we did on Bros Before Pros Was Bards and Prophecies or Premonitions We couldn't remember which So we made it both Um, (laughs) And it was an absolute hoot uh, it was long uh, episode. Yet,
1: did any of you win the Chew uh, Horning of the Week award for that episode?
0: Uh, no, they were all pretty. Ah, they were all pretty um, reasonable uh, adaptations of the prompts. Well, good. Yeah, uh, I suppose
1: it's quite. It's uh, it's quite a good one, though, isn't it? Prophecies and bards. Yeah, um, you can make it fit. Yeah,
0: you can make it fit. Um, little spoiler: the next two uh, uh, prompts are masks. And autopsies. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be a bit oh. tricky. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's that's a very fun podcast as well. Um, yeah, and that's it, I guess. Uh, thank I think you. so. Thank you as always for listening. Uh, it means a lot. Um, we don't ever do this for, you know, money, really. It's a good thing we don't. Um, it's a good thing just... we don't. We
1: forgot to mention the Patreon. <laughs> oh, yeah.
0: Yeah, you can... You can uh, make sure that we live another day uh, by contributing <laughs> and becoming a patron of Toonhounds, and it's patreon.com forward slash Toonhounds, right? Yeah.
1: yeah, it is, yeah. Oh, Just fuck. a pound. Pound is the, the smallest one we do. I yeah. keep saying it in dollars because I think, oh, but, you know, there are American is, but, you know, yeah. go on xe.com and figure it out for yourself. It's a pound. Yeah. It's Toonhounds
0: dog pound. That's how you got
1: to remember it. Yeah. yeah (laughs)
0: Um, we will see you in another two weeks Uh, we hope you enjoy the show as always Uh, if you want to give us a rating or you want to tell a friend about it maybe you like cartoons maybe you know someone who likes cartoons maybe you know someone who should like cartoons maybe you know someone who
1: is a cartoon
0: yeah if you know a cartoon like Core
1: World or Monkey Bones
0: (laughs) (laughs) or Jessica Rabbit (laughs) I mean, if you know yeah. Jessica Rabbit, you're not listening to podcasts, are you? Yeah, if
1: you know Jessica Rabbit, get her on the show.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, just tell someone that you think might be interested in the show, because we think they'd like it too, if they like <laughs> nerdy British people. Um, yeah. Who doesn't? Who doesn't? Best supervillains, always yep. British people. Mm-hmm. In real life and in fantasy life. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's true. Hey, See you in two weeks uh, when uh, the pound would have collapsed even further and we'll probably be doing this podcast out of cardboard box. Yeah. Bye. Hooray. (laughs) Bye.
1: (laughs) Yay.